And welcome everybody to another week of Football Talk with the boys. Neil Waldeck, Kelly Gamble, and Aaron Host. Everybody here this evening, nobody taking no bye weeks here. My name's Chris Westfall. Good to have you along. Don't forget everybody, we are simulcasting on the Sports Roundtable podcast. If you miss any part of tonight's show, you can catch us there anytime throughout the week. Who is taking a bye week? It is the Mountaineers. Thank goodness. After that loss, they need one, right? Oof. Guys, 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 I'll tell you what. Uh, that was hard to watch. I I, I, <laughs> I, haven't wanted to turn a Mountaineer game off so bad in my life. I, I managed to stick it out, though. I, I don't know how many of you guys managed to stick all that out. It was tough. Tell the I truth, did, but it was tough. I'm you you stuck you. it all out. Yeah. No TV flipping, Neil. No, well, a little <laughs> bit of flipping. I'm not going to say that, but in between commercials, Kelly. Kelly listened. I had prior obligations, <laughs> so I listened to most of it on the radio. Yeah, not a bad decision. Not a bad decision at all. Aaron Host, did you make it all the way through? About ten minutes into the first quarter, and then I was watching Clemson. Ten minutes into the first quarter, we were we were still in the game at ten minutes in the first quarter. I just had the feeling it wasn't <laughs> going to be there. I made my picks against them, and I knew the spread was going to be covered, so I was like, no reason to waste my time. You it. knew ten minutes into the first quarter that the spread was going to be covered. It oh, was still you, a, you, it was you still, still had a, a feeling just the way it was played. I, I was hopeful. 10 minutes into the game. I, I mean, through the first quarter, we were only down, what, 14? We went in the locker room, 14 points. He he knew the spread was covered 10 minutes into the game. Well, when you go down 14 points, you, when you go down by <laughs> seven points to Iowa State, and it seems I, like you're... It's one of these students. One, student. one of these students. No, you no, know, no, checking I, I, out, no, 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 no. Checking I, out. I, I, Ten minutes into the game, just later. I I'm over this. That remark. I resent that <laughs> remark. <laughs> Any way you look at it, it, it was ugly. Um, I, I have some stats pulled up here. And you know it's never good. And I, I keep coming back to the rushing game, guys. Guys, you, you know it's not a good day when your leading rusher has 28 yards and your second leading rusher on the team is the backup quarterback with 12 yards who got three carries and two of them were in the fourth quarter when the game was decided. West Virginia ends up with 30 carries on the day for 51 yards. That is a whopping average of 1.7 yards a carry. Guys, I keep saying it. If you're going to be able to win, you have to have some sort of running game. And, and that's without a sack. We didn't get sacked, which would have actually no made sacks. it way worse. No sacks. No, we did not give up a sack. Which Amazing. would have put that way back if we would have been sacked. Oh, so no. If there's anything positive, Chris, we didn't get sacked. Th- third leading rusher. Anybody want to venture into who the third leading rusher for the day was? Jack Allison. <laughs> no. Jack Allison. I don't think he played, did he? He did not. <laughs> Austin Kendall. He had three carries for seven yards. Winston Wright, a carry for two yards. Kennedy McCoy, man, Kennedy McCoy. What is going on? Four carries, one yard. Alex Sinkfield, three carries for another yard. What, what are they going to have to do? What does this team need to do 
to get a running game established and take the pressure off of Austin Kendall. The only thing I know, you mentioned earlier before we started this show and the, this broadcast, Chris, is somehow, some way, do you change a scheme halfway through a season? Uh, do you change your blocking schemes? Do you you change uh, and and run up, you know, run something different? Do you bring Trey Low in and and run option? Do you? I mean, there is options. But there is. Do you do it and do you trust it? Because if we're going to trust the climb at this point in the season, you still have a chance to win three games to go to bowl. Mm. Not likely mm. as far as the way it looks. But does Neil Brown change it up halfway through the season? I don't know, but I agree with you as far as the scheme goes. I think, and my amount of frustration is building, um, and I understood going into this season that it was going to be a very frustrating year. My amount of frustration isn't so much to do with anything other than the fact that we just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. That'd be Einstein's definition of insanity. Insanity. Neil Waldeck. I mean, what what do we got to do? What does this team need to do to get the running game established? It was supposed to be the strength of this team coming into the season. Could we go and get some free agents, <laughs> offensive linemen? You know, we've had a lot of free agent con- conversation on the show. Unfortunately for West Virginia this season, uh, you cannot pick up free agency in the middle of the college season. What about walk-ons? <laughs> or walk-ons in the middle of the season. You want to hold open tryouts? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that would be all right. Aaron, you're a student. you got four years eligibility. You want to go give it a crack? <laughs> oh, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Turning up the high school football days. My cardio is a lot better. I guarantee than Jack Allison is. <laughs> you're going. To, you're going easy, out for, easy there, young bull. You're, oh, you're going out for quarterback. <laughs> you know, I want to go back to Neil Brown's original press conference okay. when he said something about he's like when I came in here on Monday or whatever day he came in and addressed the team on his first day. He's like, I was looking at a group. I was much better, faster, and stronger than most of you in this room. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I'm in the gym five days a week, probably more than some of these guys are. I was like, easy, slow your roll there, coach Brown. I was like, you haven't tested me yet. So, (laughs) well, there you go. Open, open tryouts. You never know. In a heartbeat. Speaking of walk-ons and you can get frustrated, with Oklahoma putting up 52 points against this defense. However, guys, they don't have a chance. Speaking of walk-ons, do you know there was a freshman walk-on playing cornerback on this defense at one point in time on Saturday against one of the best offenses in college football? It bodes well for the future, and I'm going to trust the climb. You got to. You to use one of your phrases, and and I do not want to, you know, sound like we're we're getting all gospel on the sports show, but you got to have faith in something, right, Kelly Gamble? Well, you do, and you have to have faith in the climb. So, uh, you know, and Neil Brown is a man of faith, and and I I want to say personally that I'm not upset at all with the coaching staff, and I don't think anybody should be. Uh, we all knew that it was going to take time to develop, and you know, he is coaching basically. Uh, yeah, Holgerson's recruits, and so it'll take a little bit of time, but uh, I, I am trusting the climb in all honesty. Now, where a lot of people are going to get confused, and they're going to say, well, we should have been able to go out and recruit this year, and you know the 2020 class 
should be outstanding. Yeah, you need to limit your expectations there as well. Remember, we got into the coaching search a lot later in the game. It was a quick hire, but you still lost months of the 2020 recruiting season. You're going to have to wait till 2021, really, before you see the um, how Neil Brown is going to be able to recruit. And he's even said he, he's going to have to bring in junior college players in 2020 just to try to compete. Neil Waldeck? And I agree with that. And then it depends on, on who he's going to start a quarterback. You know, will it be Kendall? Will it be his freshman recruit that he's got coming in? If he goes with the freshman, then you're starting to, to rebuild again, kind of, in a way, at that quarterback position. And you may have some Juco players who are will still be trying to find a gel together on that offensive line. So you're still going to struggle next year, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which way you go? Hopefully, the product will look a little bit better. But you know, I, I just don't know. And, and you know, my preseason record—I I said four wins—and I'm not sold that we're going to get there, even though we have three right now. Um, I, I don't know even if I thought that this rebuild would be as big as what it was going to be. It, it, it's a big job. Yeah, it's a def- real big job. When you don't have an offensive line, it, it's uh, you're depleted right there. Mm. That's what Neil Brown is facing, a depleted offense, because he does not have an offensive line. And until he gets that together, this is what's going to happen. You're going to struggle. And he's trying different ways. He's coming up with creative ways. He, he came up with creative ways in, what, the uh, North Carolina State game mm-hmm. that kind of got them – you know, everybody kind of juvenated because he was doing different yeah, things and, and with and the, the running ba- running game, but it wasn't the running game right. that we it, were right. Used to and I think the North Carolina State game boils down to I don't believe NC State was near as good as what we were giving Their, them defensive credit. Front's for. probably the worst defensive front that we face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it includes James Madison, which had a better front than yeah. NC State. So, so, so you have a depleted offensive line, and so until you can get that fixed, it's like having a flat tire on your car, and if you don't have a spare <laughs> tire, uh, you, you can't go nowhere. Good analogy. Hey, I tell you, though, I, I've been hard. I've been hard on Jalen Hurts, but for two weeks now in a row, Jalen Hurts is, is proving me wrong, and Lincoln Riley proving me wrong you know, Lincoln Riley has adjusted to what he has a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is not a proficient downfield passer. He does not have to be in the style of offense they're running. 16 of 17 through the air for 316 and three touchdowns. And I can only think of one deep ball on Saturday that he threw. One deep ball. And he hit a 49-yard touchdown pass. 10 carries for 75 yards for Jalen Hurts. Oklahoma's leading rusher against the Mountaineers was Jalen Hurts. And the improved defense. Guys, I heard a stat today coming in. Oklahoma averaging 50 points a game offensively. Now, if you would have said that last year, you would have said, but they're giving up 40 a game. Guys, they're giving up 21 points a game. It's third best in the Big 12 Conference. Did you know that the Mountaineers are last in the Big 12 yes. right now in points per game given up at 30.2? <laughs> Kelly Campbell, we're last in every statistical category in the conference. <laughs> we are, but, you know, we thought our defense was going to hold it together while the offense jailed. Yeah, what? but when you get – you've got no, injuries. Injuries. Injuries, injuries have depleted us. 
and, and it doesn't get any better. Chandler's gone now. Yeah. I don't know if there's enough freshmen in the world. I don't know if maybe Aaron Host can play defense. Can you play defense? Oh, dear God. Like uh, I, mean, I used to play defensive line pretty good, but with the size <laughs> I have right now. Yeah, I'm you're not like, going to be a defensive line. I'll be almost like a. You might I'd play Rudy. A, like a, maybe a hybrid defensive end. Rudy. Like that. <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> That's great. Hey, how how would that work? How would I come on to the station if I was starting in the lineup? Am I allowed to? Would you still give us an interview? I wouldn't be able to predict the Mountaineers. Even if I knew they were going to lose and I was playing, I'd be like, that'd be almost like a Pete Rose situation Uh, there. I'm betting against my own team. Guys, we're not trying to be. For listeners out there, we're not trying to be hard on this team. I I guess we're we're just trying to make um, light of a very difficult season. Yes. Five games to go, guys. You are three games away from bowl eligibility. We will talk about those odds, and we'll talk about some other things about the Mountaineers coming up in tonight's show. We got some upsets to talk about. Um, Hey, never too early to start looking forward to next season. We do have the 2020 football schedule that we will talk about tonight and so much more. Don't forget we are simulcasting on the Sports Roundtable podcast. If you miss any part of tonight's show, make sure you tune into the podcast sometime during the week. Plus, five exclusive bonus picks that you can only hear on the podcast. We're going to take a break, come back, talk more football. It's Wednesday night, and this is The Blitz on 96.7 K-Country. And welcome back to the Blitz simulcasting on the Sports Roundtable podcast. I am your host, Chris Westfall. And let's take a look here. Fight song of the week. And yes, we had another big upset in college football this weekend. South Carolina, two weeks ago, knocks off number three, Georgia. And then this week, a 30-point underdog. The Fighting Illini of Illinois knocks off Wisconsin. How Wisconsinishness was that? Here's the thing with Wisconsin, guys. Every year you think, this is the year. Wisconsin's got the great running game. They've got great defense. And they always seem to do this. They always seem to lose a game that they're not supposed to. And it sets up very poorly for going into this week against Ohio State. They they got caught looking ahead. And, you know, before the Illini game last week, I would have probably took Wisconsin over Ohio State. I thought they were that good. I did, too. But they're not. It's another busted year for Wisconsin. Go Illini. Saving possibly Lovey Smith's job. He was mentioned to be on the hot seat at one point. Uh, I think that one will save it for this year, at least. I mean, nobody's been successful in Illinois since Ron Zook. It was a big win for Illinois. Huge win. Huge win. And, guys, two weeks in a row, uh, a top-five team goes down. You know, I, I just got finished on Saturday saying, I really think Wisconsin's got something. And then I see, no, they don't. Unfortunate. <laughs> Who is the favorite now? In your mind, guys. Okay, I'll go around to each of you. Your favorite now in the Big Ten. I know a lot of us liked Michigan 
at the beginning of the year. I thought Ohio State was going to be down a little bit with the new coach and the coaching change, but Justin Fields, at quarterback, is proving, proving his worth. You thought Wisconsin had something. Penn State still in contention. Neil Waldeck, go to you first. Who, who do you like now in the Big Ten? Is it Ohio State or bust for you? I, I think Ohio State has the edge, but I do like Penn State. I think they're playing, and and um, you, you never know. They're 7-0. and uh, They have a, even a chance uh, to get in the playoffs uh, still. I mean, at that 7-0 record, it's a, a wild shot, but they still have that opportunity. And so I like Penn State and uh, Ohio State, yeah. I Kelly? think it's Ohio State. They haven't they haven't won a game by less than 24 points this year. Every game that they played, I know they haven't played the – the big boys yet, but uh, they've won every game by 24 points or more. I, I didn't expect that coaching staff to come in and do as well as they are either. But uh, right now it has to be Ohio State. But, you know, I like defense, and Penn State plays defense. They do. Kelly, uh, Aaron Host, Big Ten, you were a Michigan fan at the beginning of the year. Big game for Michigan coming up. You, who are you sold on in that Big Ten conference, playing some good football? I'm not unsold on Wisconsin yet. Wisconsin okay. still has a chance to redeem themselves this week. If they beat Ohio State and Penn State loses the game, they're right back in it. So I'm not totally unsold on them. This week, I, I can't say who I'm sold on right now. So so you're going with Wisconsin in an upset As this a, week? No, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I'm sold, I'm sold on Ohio they, they State. Lose to Ohio State. They lose but I'm not forgetting Wisconsin. Okay, yeah, and you look at it. If Wisconsin would beat Ohio State this week, it writes all the wrongs. Right. Hey, guys, let me throw something out to you. It's nobody, anybody's even mentioned it. I bet you don't even know they're undefeated. How about the Minnesota Golden Gophers undefeated in the West could make it to, if they can make it to the Big Ten Championship undefeated somehow... Could we have a Cinderella story with Minnesota and the Golden Gophers coached by P.J. Flack? And if you know, remember P.J. Flack, he was the guy that had Western Michigan to a BCS bowl game. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe some strange things are brewing in Minnesota. Next Neil Brown. You never know. You never know. Minnesota Golden Gophers undefeated. And they don't play Ohio State nope. in the regular season. They would catch the only time they would catch Ohio State would be in the Big Ten championship game. And, don't, and Penn, Penn State has to go to Minnesota, mm-hmm. they, but they have to go to Iowa. Tough place to win there. Tough place they have to, to play. Go to Iowa. They have they have to go to Northwestern, and then Wisconsin comes to Minnesota. So Penn State and Wisconsin both have to go to Minnesota. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I'm pulling for the Golden Gophers, I man. Am too. I'd like to see that. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, it's not a name you hear. I'd just like to see the upsets. That'd yeah. Be, that'd be great. Underdog. Yeah. Who's the upset this week? I mean, we got a couple names on the board, but the last couple weeks, it's been those names that you haven't looked at. Uh, be very interested to see if anything happens this week in college football. Um, six overtimes last week. Virginia Tech, North Carolina. North Carolina's back on the pick sheet this week. Um, see if they can bounce back. They'll be hosting Duke. Six overtimes. Impressive. Jesse, uh, Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech. One of those names popping up on some people's hot seats. He's only been there uh, a couple years, two, three years. But when you're replacing a legend in Frank Beamer. And they want to win. And they want to win. You know, Virginia Tech is that program that's 
been to the highest point and they want another taste of it. You know, guys, this is one thing I don't understand. You have legendary coaches like Frank Beamer. And, of course, the fan base gets tired of it. And eventually, I think that weighs on coaches. You know, Bobby Bowden, same way at Florida State. And you look at the troubles now Florida State. Don Nealon. Going through. Our situation was a little different because we went to more success after Nealon We did eventually, yes. But you look at Florida State. Yeah, they won a national championship under Jimbo Fisher. But now look at where they are. They're down and out. Virginia Tech wanted new blood in there. They bring in Justin Fuente. And now you kind of look where Virginia Tech is. Uh, hard on these coaches. And we're coming to that time of the year, guys. Coaches' names on the hot seat. And I want to mention one to you. Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. I, I don't know if you can find it on the internet anywhere, but if Michigan can't pull out a win against Notre Dame this week, he, he's on that hot seat, definitely. And that seat's warming, and I it's warming quick. I predicted him to get fired after yes, you did. last week, but I could really see it this week. I, I think he, if he if he gets fired this year, I, I don't know if Harbaugh's out after this year. A lot will boil down to can you beat Ohio State? Can you beat Michigan State? Because those two schools you have to beat at Michigan. And it doesn't hurt to beat Notre Dame. What's, what's Those are the three games that the alumni look like, at. He's got like one win out of like ten. He has not been good against top twenty-five. The only teams. team was like Michigan State, and he barely won that game. He no. hasn't blown a team out, and they got the recruits to do it. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about that throughout the year. Michigan relying a lot on that tradition, and really, what what else is there? Because they haven't been really relevant since Lloyd Carr left and Rich Rodriguez came in. Did they give Rich Rod enough time? I, I don't know. A lot of people would argue that. Did they give um, Brady Hoke enough time? Will they give Jim Harbaugh enough time? I don't think so. That's just the way they are. If they don't win right now, then you're out. And usually it's about a two-year deal. Uh, if you don't get it going in two years, and that's the same as uh, Virginia Tech's head coach, I mean, he's only been there for two years. They're already wanting yeah. him. If he doesn't do something, they want him out. And that's just how the bigger schools go. And this is why uh, we have to trust the climb. Um, you know, as a fan base that's very fickle, like ours is, you're going to have to give Neil Brown some time. And I've heard already, you know, yeah, fans saying, it's you know, ridiculous. Uh, well, they're, they're of course they're, they're demanding a new quarterback and different things like that. But they, you know, the fans just not realizing that there is really no quarterback to put in <laughs> there. Not the NFL, and but. Kendall is his best, and and you could tell that Neil Brown is going to go the whole season with Kendall. I I, have I believe that. No Doubt about it in my mind. True fans would understand you have a, you have to have a running game and an offensive line. So without a running game, you have no offensive line. It's not just on Kendall. No, and it's no, not but, on this coaching but, but that's staff. Who gets I, the heat. They do because the fans aren't really yeah. true fans. I, I, I've been telling people all year, you got to hold the expectations down on this year. And, and the way things are looking right now, guys, I'm thinking this might be a, a, a full four-year rebuild at this point in time. I believe it would be. I mean, and that's what I said. If if you go, if Neil Neil Brown uh, elects to go with a freshman quarterback next year, then I'm going to say that he is talking. Let's. I'm going to start from a scratch. 
and we're going to work our way within thir- maybe as uh, you know if, uh, if Green is my man um, by the time he's a junior, we should be good to go. You so are, you're looking at what another yeah. uh, three years three total, years. yeah. So, uh, but man, you look at video uh, of Garrett Green. If you guys out there have not looked at video of Garrett Green, the young man who is very committed to West Virginia University, he is good. Now I know, I know it's against high school opponents, but he just looks good on film. Guys, like we said earlier, never too early to start looking ahead until next season. And that's what we'll be talking about coming up in segment three. Stay tuned. Quick break here on The Blitz. Welcome back. Segment three of The Blitz. It is now time for the Neil Waldeck Song of the Week. Neil, did you have a tough time picking out this week's song? I I know you usually go with a theme, but there's not too many themes around a bye week. That's right, and, and of course the Mountaineers are off, so I said, why not just, like, you know, take it easy this week, you know? Take that, it easy. Yeah, don't that just, uh, isn't it perfect uh, it for is. this situation? It is, and Neil, this is like back on your style of music here. That is, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking my age here. Oh, yeah, if you don't know, if you don't know the Eagles, <laughs> Aaron Host told me he's never heard the Eagles, he's going to have to go home and just put his headphones on at night. Yes. Aaron Host has never heard the Eagles? He has I have heard of the Eagles, up a I've never first. listened to their music. I haven't watched... What was it, the movie? I've never watched Smokey and the Bandit either. Oh, my goodness. We still haven't watched Smokey and the Bandit either? Going on from last year. And he's leaving. He's turning Mountaineer games off in the first 10 minutes. (laughs) You see, I am not one of those typical students. I'm just... If I'm not at if I'm at the football game, I'm going to stay. But if it's an away game and I know they're going to lose and lose pretty convincingly, that's when you sit through and stomach it out. That's right. I'm going to get the stats in an email that I can talk about <laughs> you, this. You're one of those people later. on those fan boards, Aaron, that they're saying you got you got to be a true blue Mountaineer fan, otherwise true blue leave Mountaineer this fan. site. I'm not the one that, fashion Neil Brown. I know what's going yeah, on. Well, I, see those I don't true need colors. to see it. I saw it last week. Yeah, but here's the thing. that That's what builds character. Setting through a butt kicking like that, man, that builds character. I've went through butt kickings. Butt kickings. <laughs> I've watched the Pittsburgh Pirates for oh, years, so I mean, I'm not trying to talk baseball football. Come into on, it. Come on, Aaron. I'm just used to it, so. You know, I'm not even going in that one. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> I, I, I would hate to offend a lot of people. I was about to offend a lot of people, but I'm not going to do that tonight. You you mean you're telling me no Hotel California? No, if you don't know the Eagles, you don't know that song. Yeah. N- n- no Hotel California. Welcome to the Hotel California. Oh yeah, I know that song. That's the only song I know by him. Honest to God, that's the only song um, I know by him. Oh shoot, what, uh, Kelly, come on! I- I'm drawing a blank. Uh, desperate, desperate. Um, what, Desperado? Uh, Desperado. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was drawing a blank. No Desperado? That one. Bridge over Troubled Waters? Take it easy? First time I heard that one. Living in the fast lane? Yeah, fast lane. Oh, my goodness. Nothing. Some Macy DC, some Metallica, and some classic rock Mm. from the 70s and 80s. I got it. You put on 60s? Back in. Eagles aren't in the 60s! Let's get back to football, shall we? All right, guys. So, I, you know, I'm not 
chalking up this season as a total wash yet. Okay, uh, you're at so you're setting at three wins, five games to go. Oh, okay, you got uh, a very good Baylor team coming up Thursday night next week. That's a tough one because Baylor looking good, looking good. You know they are. Uh, you still got Texas Tech. You got Oklahoma State. You got Kansas State. You've got TCU. Kelly Gamble, the three games you think we can win to get bowl eligible. If I'm going to pick the three that I think we have the best chance of winning, then there's no doubt it's Texas Tech. Uh, (laughs) Texas Tech is the one that I think that we have the best chance. And then I'm going to have to say, I guess, uh, Kansas State and possibly Oklahoma State's so up and down, but TCU yeah. is as well. So yeah. uh, between those two right there, you're going to have to win one of those two as well. But I think the first two that I'd say we had the best chance against is Texas Tech and Kansas State. Okay, and Kansas State's starting to cool down they are. a little bit they after are. a hurt, uh, after a hot start. Uh, Aaron Host, your three games, the three key games left to get West Virginia to bowl eligibility. I think they're going to win Texas Tech for sure. They very well possibly can win out in their home schedule beating Oklahoma State. I see TCU, them beating TCU and TCU. TCU has Mm. not impressed me this year. And if you don't beat them, I think Kansas State will be cooled down enough by that time that we we could be in the last game. We're so desperate. They're already at bowl eligibility. We're so desperate. We're going to smack them in the mouth. Neil Waldeck, three games you see that West Virginia can win to get bowl eligible? Well, to be honest, probably none. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. if you will be just uh, yeah, give this, me just the, for fun. The, just for fun. Okay. Um, I would say probably uh, Texas Tech, as everybody said, I, that would be a good shot, I guess. And then, um, you know, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Just because it's at home, I think you might be able to win your two home games. Then you got two games on the road: one at Kansas State, one at TCU. So, which is the one that you think you could win mm, both, on the road? And that's the where and both very tough places to and play. They are places West Virginia has not fared well in the past. That's correct, uh, guys. Remember, beginning of the season, I, I gave you my breakdown. There were there were three different segments. So, what's left? Well, out of the games, I said. Originally, beginning of the year, you don't have a chance to win. There's still two of those out there, Baylor and TCU. And the reason TCU is on there, and it's looking like it's going to shape up this way. In the past, when Gary Patterson needs one win to get bowl eligible, he's very hard to beat, and I think that's what you're going to be up against in TCU at the end of the season. So Baylor, TCU, leaving me with two bubble games. And one game that I said you had to win. Texas Tech is still one that you have to win to get bowl eligible. Yes. Texas Tech, if we lose that game, just count us out. Yeah. Okay, Texas Tech's a must win. Uh, Kansas State and Oklahoma State were both bubble games. And you're going to have to win both of those bubble games because you've lost your other two that I had as bubble games. So there are my three games. that uh, Texas Tech, you got to win. And you're going to have to win those other two bubble games or beat somebody that you're not supposed to beat this year. That being said, let's talk about 2020, shall we? <laughs> the good thing about last year, though, is what was our best game last year? Last year, best, best game? game. Baylor. 
was Baylor. I mean, that was our best overall game for four quarters last year. So, you know, and I'm sure they're looking for revenge. And, and Charlie Brewer from a, Baylor went out very early in that like game last picks. year. Yeah. Yeah, we knocked him out. Knocked him out of the game. So maybe really we could knock him out. Him out in the, the, the That's not game. nice, Neil. Hey, I will say the this. Halloween. Thanks for mentioning that. There have been some strange upsets on Halloween, on Halloween night in college football. If you go back to, through the annals of college football and start looking at games played on Halloween, things happen. So we'll talk more about that next week with our Halloween edition. <laughs> but I, I want to get to 2020. That, that's <laughs> where I'm headed here. Guys, uh, West Virginia University's athletic department did release West Virginia University's 2020 football schedule. Guys, one thing I really like about it, only four true away games. Okay, you've got to go to Texas Tech. You've got to go to Texas. You've got to go to Oklahoma State. You've got to go to Iowa State. That is in favor. You get seven home games, one neutral site game. Let's start down this neutral site game, which is very interesting now. September 5th in Atlanta, Florida State. So if you remember when this game was announced, you're thinking, oh, yeah, because we were up here. Florida State was up here. It's going to be a... It's going to be a, you know, humdinger. Yeah. It's still going to be a humdinger because we're both on the same end of the spectrum now. We are. Willie Tigert struggling at Florida State. I think he will make it to another year. And you'll have Neil Brown in his second year. Guys, thoughts on that? Chick-fil-A kickoff game down in Atlanta on September 5th. you like how that game falls? you think that's a good one for the Mountaineers, Neil? Not really. No. No. You think Willie Taggart's going to get things together at Florida State? I do. You do? Yeah, after this struggle, I think he get, he he has that opportunity. He'll hate, he's got some recruits coming in where we're still going to be struggling with an offensive line that we didn't get no recruits for. Aaron, didn't you call Florida State something last week or some week? Like an utter I forget. A dumpster fire? A dumpster fire. <laughs> Florida State is a dumpster fire right now. Thank you, Aaron Host. Eastern Kentucky the next week um, on September 12th. That is your FCS opponent. Another very interesting game out of conference September 19th. One of those regional rivalries jump back onto your schedule. And two teams that are in the same spot. Michael Oxley at Maryland will be in his second year. He looked good early this season, but has fallen apart. Neil Brown going into a second season at WVU. Another, I think, very evenly matched game, Kelly Gamble. Uh, it is. And, but Maryland, I mean, I'll be honest with you, that's the most disappointing to me this team this year in college football. New I really, coach. The expectations that I even had after watching them play Ohio State yeah. at the end of last season, I really expected Maryland to contend for the Big Ten title. And uh, and they're not. But, uh, but then again, I agree it's going to be uh, – I think Maryland will be favored probably if I look at it already that far ahead. Right. But I think it's always interesting. I think that we should always play Maryland. I'd like to see Maryland and Pitt and Penn State be our three teams that we played every and year. And Virginia Tech. And I'd be fine with it. And, and it's it's coming. It's coming. You just, you know, Maryland kind of starts back with the regional rivalries. Next year's homecoming game will be played on September 26th as West Virginia hosts Kansas State. Interesting homecoming game. <laughs> And then you got to go. You get a bye week after Kansas State before you travel to Texas Tech. You host TCU on October the 10th, and then you go to Texas 
October 17th, getting a break between Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma will come onto the schedule November the 7th with Oklahoma State November 14th. Guys, not playing you any favors at the end of the year. Last two games of the season, Baylor and Iowa State, who I think will both be very good teams next year. A couple other notes on this schedule. No Thursday or Friday night games as of yet. Now, that could change due to television programming. Um, and, of course, Florida State, your big kickoff weekend over Labor Day. Aaron Host, thoughts on the 2020 college football schedule for the Mountaineers. I love it. I love that we're home for seven seven games. We After the Florida State game, we're home for like a three-game homestand. We're home for three straight yeah. weeks. I can't remember a time in recent history when we were home for three straight games without a bye week or anything. It's three straight weeks of Mountaineer football at Milan Pushkar. I think the schedule's a lot more evenly matched. I think Neil Brown will have his team more of his guys in there next year, so I think we'll match up a lot better. The players that are freshmen are going to be sophomores next year with a lot better, more experienced. I think we'll match up against teams a lot more. I'm really looking forward to next year. I mean, I'm always looking forward to a Mountaineer football game, but I'm really Aaron, looking forward to next year. Aaron Host looking forward to that. He's already getting those warm and fuzzies built up. I'm already getting my season <laughs> tickets on the books for next year. Guys, what, what's your preseason prediction for next year? Aaron? Oh, we're throwing out preseason predictions, Aaron Host. Already, just my preseason. Yeah, just go for it. Seven and five. Well, that wasn't even as good as this year when you were originally started. Seven and five is what he predicted. I was blinded. You were <laughs> you were blinded by the lights. Blinded by the lights. Is that the Eagles? He no, that's not that the Eagles. I'm going to say, if that's the Eagles, I don't know. <laughs> that's not the Eagles. Guys, thoughts uh, in Studio B about next year's football schedule? Again, I mean, it looks nice, uh, Chris. It's it's matter of whether you, you have a team that can play with those teams. That's the question. And I right now... It don't look good. I mean, it don't even look good for next season. I mean, that's just how you know because you it it right now. If you was to say, you, am I excited? No, I'm not excited. I think we'll struggle once again next year. Uh, and so, even though you got Florida State, you got Maryland. Yeah, those are struggling yeah, teams. But Florida State's a dumpster fire. But it, and even if and even if and even if they are struggling. You might win those two games, but the Big 12 will still beat you up, and you still may not even get to... You're at a time where the Big 12, man, it's getting really good. And and watch out for Kansas next year. People's (laughs) going to laugh. You have not... If you're laughing at me when I say look out for Kansas next year, you need to go look at their recruiting site and see this class that he's got coming in because it's ridiculous. I'm in total agreement with you. Kansas is on the upswing. Yeah, they're going to be. Less my, we you're not going to, Miles, yeah. That's what he'll do for you, and he'll yeah. bring in the recruits. And you look, um, climbing at Kansas State started hot. I know he's cooled down a little bit. They're going to be decent come next year. I don't know about Texas Tech, but um, your your middle half with Iowa State, Baylor, TCU, all going to be good next year. Oklahoma's going to reload like yes. they always do. Texas keeps getting better. It's just a tough football conference it is. right now. Yeah, Guys, I look forward to 2020 and more dis- discussion about it 
<laughs> come next year. Okay, sounds good. All right, guys, we're going to take one last break. We're coming back with our Pick 6 segment where we pick six of the top games in college football this week. Stay tuned. It's the Blitz on K-Country. Welcome back, everybody. Segment four of the Blitz simulcast on your Sports Roundtable podcast. I'm your host, Chris Westfall, alongside Neil Waldeck, Kelly Gamble, and Aaron Host. I would like to take this time to congratulate Mr. Aaron Host to 10 win weeks back-to-back. His first 10 week, ten win week last week, he follows it up with another one. Chris, he may not know music, but he knows his football. He, he definitely knows football this hey, year. Hey, that bye week really revved him up. Yeah. I told you he was watching game film. Neil, that's what Neil he, was telling he, he me. Did he, not, he, was in a, he was studying in his, in his den, and I mean, he is. You want, me, you want to know my secret? I want to know. So when the Mountaineers went to ESPN Plus, I was like, all right, I'm going to get on board with this. I'll pay $5 a month for it. Yeah, I did it. too. So when I'm here and you guys are doing the football games and I'm running the board here, you're watching. I'm watching ESPN Plus. I'm watching games that people uh-huh. aren't talking about. I'm watching teams. I'm watching players. I'm scrolling through stats. I come on with my sports game break and everything he, like that. He but turns. I, he turns the Mountaineer game off ten ten minutes into the first quarter to watch I other know. teams. It's because I know. It's because I already know <laughs> what's going on. Let's update the standings real quick. Aaron led the way last week, and that puts him into sole possession. Of first place, he is at sixty-one and twenty-seven on the year. He has a one-game lead against myself. I went nine and two last week. I am sixty and twenty-eight. Aaron has a two-game lead on Mister Waldeck, who went eight and three last week. Kelly, who was holding steady at that four-game mark, I was. He is now at a six-game disadvantage to Aaron Host as we start week nine. Of the college football season. Big one in the horseshoe. Now this game was a lot bigger before Wisconsin dumped one last week to the Illini of Illinois. Wisconsin falls to 13th in the poll. They are 6-1. They travel to the horseshoe to take on the undefeated third-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Since he is the new leader, let's go to him first. You have earned it. Mr. Dump, dumpster Fire himself. I'm trademarking that after this. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Ohio State. Ohio State. Not going with the upset. I would have went with an upset if Wisconsin had won last week. They showed a lot to Ohio State, showed a lot of weaknesses. I think Ohio State won't put up the points they're used to. Wisconsin will hold them down. It will be close. Ohio State pulls off the win. Neil Waldeck. I'm with you. I like uh, the Buckeyes in this matchup. And Kelly Gamble. Even though I'm starting to slide down a little bit, you got to go with the Buckeyes. Number five, Oklahoma, that keeps proving themselves week in and week out, has to travel to a place that is very tough to play. 
Kansas State is at 4-2 and two as they host Oklahoma in the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. Guys, um, I don't see an upset here. I, I think Oklahoma rolls like they're rolling through everybody else, and they beat Kansas State. Neil Waldeck. I'm with you on this one, Chris. I like the Sooners. Kelly Gamble. Well, they can't have a, a schooner failure this week because they're not at home, but they then they won't have a failure at K-State either. It's funny now because nobody got hurt. That's right. That's right. Aaron Host. The funny part about that is that woman who flew, she literally, flew. Went pa- literally went further than most Austin Kendall's passes did in the game. That's wrong. So, <laughs> just putting that out there. And just like the West Virginia game, I'm probably not even going to turn this one on because we know what's going to happen. The Sooners are going to roll. All right. Guys, let's stay in the Big 12 Conference. The 15th-ranked Texas Longhorns almost lost to Kansas last week. Are they on upset alert as they travel to Fort Worth to take on the TCU Horned Frogs 3-3 and on the year? Neil Waldeck. Uh, you know, I think Texas was kind of flat coming out against uh, Kansas last week just because Two big uh, games. of that loss to Oklahoma. Yeah. But I think they'll rebound. I think they uh, go into TCU and knock off uh, Texas Christian. Kelly Gamble. I agree. I think they are on upset alert, but I think they do enough to win. Aaron Host. The Longhorns. I will go with the Longhorns as well. We all agree through those games. Sticking in the Big 12 Conference, Oklahoma State, man, I, I, they put on a good three quarters against Baylor last week, but then Baylor caught fire. Traveling to Iowa State, another one of these questionable teams in the Big 12. Iowa State does jump into the top 25 for the second time this season this year. They're sitting at number 23. They are 5-2. and two. Let's go to Kelly Gamble. Iowa State because they're at home. Aaron Host. I think Brock Purdy and Campbell starting to find their rhythm this year. I think Iowa State's going to find a way to win. Remember, guys, Iowa State still undefeated in the month of October under Matt Campbell in these last three seasons. I don't think things change. I think they beat Oklahoma State. Neil Waldeck. And I agree. I think uh, Iowa State a winner here. More Big 12 action as Texas Tech travels to Kansas. We've already mentioned it. Kansas almost beat Texas last week. Can they beat Texas Tech as they travel into Lawrence, Kansas? Aaron Host. Kansas has their head in the clouds, and I think Texas Tech is going in to prove something. They're one of those teams that's fighting for bowl eligibility. Kansas is almost to the point to where they have to win every game to get there. So I think Texas Tech is going to have a big fighting spirit in them. I I think so. I I think Texas Tech, uh, they got a lot to figure out. I think this will be a close game, but I think Texas Tech outscores them. Neil Waldeck. And I'm with you. I like the uh, Red Raiders. And Clean sweep across the board so far. Man, nothing changing. Let's see if we get somebody something different here as we leave the Big 12 for our last pick in our pick six segment tonight. UCF, they were the story coming in with this long streak. The streak got ended. They dropped another one since then. They're five and two. They're traveling to Temple. Temple dropped a close one last week um, to SMU. Hosting Central Florida, are we possibly looking at UCF, a team that hadn't lost a regular season game in two years, getting their third loss? I don't think so. I'm going Central Florida. Aaron Host. And I agree with you. I think UCF is going to rebound and get to bowl eligibility. Neil Waldeck. I'm going with Temple. I like Temple in this matchup. They play well at home. They beat uh, Memphis. 
Uh, I think they can knock off UCF. Kelly Gamble. Central Florida. So Neil will take the only game that we disagree on in the pick six segment of the show. Everybody, I want to remind you, we have five more picks coming up exclusively on the Sports Roundtable podcast. Make sure you find it and check it out. We'll be back here on the Blitz again next week. Until then, I'm Chris Westfall for Neil Walda, Kelly Gamble, and Aaron Host saying we'll talk to you next week. This is the Sports Roundtable podcast, the exclusive pick section of the show. I'm your host, Chris Westfall, alongside Neil Waldeck, Kelly Campbell, and Aaron Host. Of course, you've just heard our six picks of our first six games of the week on the regular show. This is completely exclusive to the podcast, and we want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. Guys, let's start in the SEC West Big game, big game in the SEC West. Number nine, Auburn traveling to Death Valley. 3.30 kickoff on CBS. Guys, I think LSU personally is the best team in the country, and I'm going to stick with them here. I go LSU over Auburn. Neil Waldeck. Uh, I'm with you. I like LSU Tigers in this matchup. Kelly Gamble. LSU. And Aaron Host. LSU. We're agreeing a lot this week, guys. I had we, a feeling we would. We got to shake things up a little bit. Let's see if we can get it done. I think this one stirs some debate. Duke is 4-3 and three on the year. They'll travel to North Carolina. North Carolina had that six-overtime game last week and lost to Virginia Tech. Does that affect them moving forward? Who wins this game, Neil Waldeck? Well, you know, then Duke's coming off a loss to Virginia. Yep. And uh, so I like North Carolina. I still like Mac Brown as a coach. They are looking for a bowl game, and I think uh, North Carolina edges Duke. This is a rivalry game here. Kelly Gamble. I think that Mac Brown finds a way as well, and uh, they're, they've really rebounded from last year. And uh, I think North Carolina, after they gave Clemson a scare, they're for real. So North Carolina. Aaron Host. If Mac Brown wasn't there... I would take Duke, but I'm taking North Carolina just because of Mac Brown. Man, guys, I'm going with North Carolina as well. Hey, look at it this way for North Carolina. I know it's been an up-and-down season. You still won one more game already than you had all last year. Uh, I look forward to watching this North Carolina team and what Mac Brown does with it in the future. I think they get their fourth win against Duke. Big one, ABC 730. A regional rivalry game in the Midwest. The eighth-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish travel into the big house to take on the 19th-rated Michigan Wolverines. 5-2, and two, coming off that la- loss last week to Penn State in Happy Valley. Uh, let's go to you first, Kelly Gamble. Well, for me, this is uh, I thought it was an upset, but I just looked up the line. Michigan is favored by one. Really? That's, Michigan that's, is a one-point favorite. and That's a with, picket. But... With, Har- with Harbaugh being on the hot seat, to me, this is the game of the year for yeah. Michigan, and I, I think that Michigan finds a way to pull what's not an upset, but they find a way to win this game. Now, that that has changed because early lines had Notre Dame, so it, it has slid it, down. I just now checked yeah. it just now. It has and, changed and a one-point is basically a straight pick. So, I'd still call it an upset. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going with an upset. I thought maybe this was the game I'd be able to catch, you know, at least one game now on somebody. I bet you will. I bet you somebody's taking Notre Dame. Is it Aaron Host? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Michigan's got a horrible record, especially under Coach Harbaugh against teams like this. So, yeah, they, they, yeah, they're they're horrible against top ten teams. My question to you, young Aaron host, is Notre Dame legitimately a top ten team? I don't think they are. They lost to Georgia early in the season. They've struggled against other teams that aren't that good. Yes, they have things going right now. Michigan offense, don't get me wrong, is horrible. But they do enough at home to beat Notre Dame. Here's the thing. Harbaugh needs this one, just like Kelly said. Three things you got to do. Two things you got to do at Michigan's: beat Ohio State, beat Michigan State, and if it don't and it don't hurt your cause if you beat Notre Dame, I think he gets one of those teams against Notre Dame. Neil Waldeck. I think though Michigan is offense is the problem. Their defense stays out on the field too long. Notre Dame ends up winning this matchup. We got a split on one game. <laughs> We're going to the Pac-12 for the rest. Late night football, California at number 12, Utah. Guys, I'm going Utah to stay in the Pac-12 race. Aaron Host. Utah. Kelly Gamble. Utah. I think it'll come down to Utah, Oregon in the end. Neil Waldeck. I like Utah as well. And finally tonight, 4-3 and three, Washington Street has to travel into Eugene, Oregon to face the Ducks, one of the toughest places in the country to play. Boy, guys, Washington almost beat them Ducks last week. They did. That, that's one that hurt me last week, but I will stick with the Ducks. Neil Waldeck. I like Oregon in this matchup as well. Kelly Gamble. The Ducks. And Aaron Host. The Ducks. Guys, what? Did we disagree on hardly anything? I know Neil Waldeck, what, went with Temple? He went with Temple. And then we've got, we're have got we split on Notre Dame and Michigan. Everything else was straight across the board. Mm. We'll have to see. And we'll have to see if there's another shocking upset. Anybody calling a shocking upset? Is there anything out there? Kelly Gamble, I know you're looking over the schedule. Is there anything out there that you think that might just shock the college football world this week? I didn't think there would be the two weeks previous, but so I can't say that looking at it, no, but nothing never surprises know. me. You never know in college football. That's why they play the games, right? If, if we just let people like us talk all the time, choose the winners, it would be Alabama-Clemson every year. Anyway, we got to go. We're all out of time. No, we're not because it's a podcast. I keep saying that. We're not out of time. We're just out of things to talk about. So we're going to go now. Until next week on the Sports Roundtable podcast, I'm Chris Westfall for Neil Waldeck, Kelly Gamble, and Aaron Host. Talk to you later.